You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com. Welcome to Art Smart from Who Arted, your guide to quick and easy art history. We're cutting through all that art world jargon that doesn't make sense to anyone because art is for everyone. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Art Smart. Now, before we get started with this week's episode, just a quick reminder, if you're not already following or subscribed on your favorite podcast app, please do so and be sure to leave a rating review to help others find the show. Now, this week, we're going to focus on Art Nouveau. Art Nouveau was a style that rose to prominence in the late 19th and early 20th centuries. I would say the heyday for Art Nouveau was from around 1890 to 1910, but of course, there's not a specific start and end date to any movement. People can't even agree on when or where the term first appeared. Some say it was in an art magazine in Belgium in the 1880s, while others say the origin of the name came about in Paris when the collector Siegfried Bing named his gallery La Maison de l'Art Nouveau, which means the House of the New Art. Art Nouveau was a deliberate attempt to create a new style. Illustrators, jewelers, architects, and interior designers wanted something fresh that would stand apart from the historic pieces that had been dominant in European art for most of the previous century. I would say another big factor was the Industrial Revolution. As hard-edged steel and glass forms sprung up, the Art Nouveau movement gave people soft, organic, flowing lines. It was a breath of fresh air, creating a new style by looking at the oldest inspiration of all, nature, as a counterbalancing force to modern industrial design. When I was younger, I struggled to tell the difference between Art Deco and Art Nouveau. Both tended to have these decorative flourishes, and both were popular in the early 20th century. The Art Nouveau movement came first. As I said, it was popular until around 1910. Art Deco was mainly popular in the 1920s and 30s. Of course, timing is not what I consider most important about art. The ideas, the guiding principles that informed the design, are what I really like to focus on. And as I said before, Art Nouveau had a lot of smooth, flowing, organic lines and biomorphic shapes. Now, both organic and biomorphic refer to sort of originating or being inspired by living things. They're the kind of lines and shapes you would see in nature. It felt like a counter to the industrialization by bringing the organic or natural elements into the decoration. It's a trend we still see today with biophilic design. Art Deco, on the other hand, was 
almost celebrating industrialization. It was hard-edged, geometric, and embracing the materials of the industrial age. We see a lot of steel and glass in Art Deco. I think of modern principles like truth to materials. Rather than artists creating the appearance of something else on the surface, they embraced and even accentuated the qualities inherent to the material. Steel was polished, designs were symmetrical, with the precision only achieved by a mechanical process. Deco, as I said, embraced the industrial age, while Art Nouveau tried to soften it and add the human touch to ornamentation. It's worth noting, of course, that both were born out of the newfound appreciation for the applied arts. This, of course, seems like a distinction that is in some ways arbitrary, but it's historically relevant. Painting and sculpture were considered fine arts. They were for those who could afford finer things, both in terms of the financial resources and the time dedicated to things with no practical value. Most other art forms were long seen as just crafts. They were mostly utilitarian, with some decorative flourishes, but they were not respected on the same level. Basically, if your art was useful, it was less respected. In the late 19th and early 20th centuries, though, as more people gained access to mass-produced goods, there came greater appreciation for artisanal creations, those things that were handmade by skilled craftsmen and women. William Morris led the arts and crafts movement, elevating all sorts of applied art and quality industrial design. Later on, we would see the Bauhaus blurring the lines between fine art and industrial design. But this episode is about Art Nouveau. Louis Sullivan was one of the most famous architects of this early modern era, and while he is famous for saying that form must ever follow function— He also said that the building's identity lies in its ornamentation. That's why he invested the time to make beautiful and distinctive decorative flourishes on the facade of his buildings. He was particularly attentive to the appearance at street level as that would draw passers-by into the building. Artists like Alphonse Mucha, who interestingly kind of rejected the label of Art Nouveau, He said art was never new. I'd actually take the opposite viewpoint and say art is always about what is new and innovative. But Alphonse Mucha made prints with soft colors, asymmetrical balanced curved lines, organic shapes like flowers and leaves as decorative embellishments that gave it a sort of an earthy feel. While Art Nouveau went out of style in the early 20th century, it had a bit of a resurgence around 50 years later. During the hippie era, psychedelic artists borrowed heavily from the Art Nouveau artists like Mucha. They put their own spin on the works, making the colors bolder, but the organic shapes fit right in with the tastes of the generation that wanted to get back to nature. This is probably why today many still love or are discovering a love for the Art Nouveau movement that feels so calm and peaceful. Art Nouveau is having a little bit of a resurgence in a moment right now. Because Art Nouveau was and still is a breath of fresh air. 
It pulls us back to slow down and appreciate the beauty of nature and quality hand craftsmanship. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now, if I were putting together a collection of works to help you better understand Art Nouveau, here would be my top five. First and foremost, I would go with Gizmonda by Alphonse Mucha from 1894. This was a piece that he did. It was commissioned by the actress Sarah Bernhardt, and this work caused such a stir and such a sensation because it was so unlike the other printed posters that people were used to seeing on the streets. They actually ripped it off the wall to take home as souvenirs. Bernhard, of course, recognized the immense talent and the popularity of Mucha as an artist, and she commissioned him to make several prints. Um, she had him designing posters to publicize her shows, but also for her to sell to collectors. Gustav Klint's uh, The Kiss is a fantastic piece from this era. It's kind of late in the Art Nouveau days. It was made in 1908, so towards the end of that movement. But in this, we see that repetition of these organic shapes. We see the sort of soft feminine figures. We, We see the patterning and ornamentation taken to... Just an incredible over-the-top level that really only Clint could do. I mentioned Louis Sullivan, the architect, earlier in this episode. And I would actually say that the Carson Peary Scott Building, now the Sullivan Center in Chicago, which was designed by Louis Sullivan right in the late 1800s and early 1900s, that shows some touches of Art Nouveau, especially in the decorative ironwork that we see at the ground level. We see this fantastic repetition of these interconnected organic forms all throughout that first floor, sort of drawing the attention of passers-by into the windows and into the doors, especially at that rounded corner entryway that is grabbing people's attention and pulling the eye and drawing people in from all different directions. Just like Mooka, 
Henri de Toulouse Lautrec was making advertisements that sort of less respected industrial advertising elevated to a fine art. We see that in his prints, whether it was for the Moulin Rouge or advertising shows from his good friend Jane Avril. Toulouse Lautrec was doing all sorts of interesting and innovative things with the composition and these silhouettes of organic shapes and the movement throughout it. There's definitely a human touch to all of it, which is right in line with that Art Nouveau aesthetic and the emphasis on handmade artisanal craftsmanship. Finally, I think it's only fitting to end with a piece from an artist known for the applied arts. Art Nouveau was a movement across printmaking, and we saw it in architecture, but we really saw it a lot also in jewelry design and furniture and other functional pieces. Tiffany became well-known as a leader of the Art Nouveau movement. While many associate Tiffany & Co. with jewelry and breakfast, Louis C. Tiffany designed furniture, vases, lamps. Tiffany's best known for his exceptional stained glass work. While there are numerous stained glass lamps from the early 20th century that are well worth a look, such as his Dragonfly and Waterflowers table lamp from 1900, I think the piece I would select for my Art Nouveau collection would have to be his Peacock window, circa 1910-1915. It has a gorgeous repetition of organic curves, the superb sense of color, proportion, and movement across the composition, all so meticulously crafted by an extremely talented artist. It's a piece that reminds me of everything I love about Art Nouveau. Now, those would be my top five. Tell me what are your favorite Art Nouveau pieces. Share them with me on social media, at whoartedpodcast, or you can email me, whoartedpodcast at gmail.com. Art Smart is an airwave media podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do me a favor, leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast app. If you'd like to learn more, check out my other podcast, Who Arted, or go to the website artsmartpodcast.com for more free resources.